Have you ever used an elevator before? Chances are probably yes. But have you ever been stuck in one? Chances are probably not. But unfortunately, I got stuck in an elevator once and I faced a near death life situation. Today, I'm going to be sharing that story. I'm going to explain what was on my mind and how I even got there in the first place. But before you begin, if this is your first time here, I share relatable stories every week on this podcast to help you never feel bored again. Make sure you subscribe to never miss out on future episodes. And with that being said, let's get into today's story. So this all begins, right? And this all began with my studies. If you don't know, let me brief you in. I was really poor at studies, right? I wasn't poor at studies, right? I just didn't study. I, had, I think I have the potential. But again, I procrastinated. And what does procrastination do to your parents? It gives them tension. It gives them stress, right? My kid isn't studying, right? So they had to do something about it. So what did they do, right? They shipped me to the world's worst classes, right? It was the strictest, the most renowned and had the biggest name around. So what happens once I got shipped to this classes that I just didn't want to be a part of? Once this happened, my life became living hell. What exactly happened was, let me explain. The, the, my, <laughs> in short, my, uh, my freedom just was snatched away from me. It was like pulled from my body as if, as if my soul has been pulled by Hades, right? And then eight hour classes, non-stop assignments and tests every week. This is the nightmare of every student, right? And if it was a regular classes or some classes that just didn't like give a, like actual attention to your child, right? They just wanted to do it for the money. They wouldn't even be that strict, right? They would take tests once a month, barely give assignments and stuff, right? But since our, uh, my classes was so strict, so renowned, you know, it had known for the toppers that come out of its classes, right? When I, uh, all the people who go to that classes. So the thing was, they had to, you know, like make everyone suffer and torture, you know, like give them as much as possible, you know, to find to so that everybody can come out as toppers so that basically their own name gets more renowned in that way. So, I mean, I, I genuinely hated that because I didn't want this to happen to me, right? Like, I didn't want to lose my freedom. Like, I just hated this experience. So, what did I do? I couldn't do anything, of course. I was stuck there for 9th and 10th grade my entire life. So, I, I, there was no way out. But I think there was one thing, of course. The thing that I want, there was one thing, right? This is the only one thing that I liked about that place, right? The one thing that was coming home. Since my mother did not give me any money, right, to, for the transport from the way of classes to the back, to the to back of my home, I had to walk home right with my friends, and that's the, when I say with my friends, that is the fun part because all my friends literally walked together home, and we were on the same path home right. We based, this was assumed this was a straight path to home. All of our group of friends walked together, and then we disintegrated one by one into our separate ways. But it was for the most part a very straight path home. So that is when I enjoyed right. We did a lot of fun stuff with uh, with my friends. Right, we had tons of junk food. We uh, talked a lot. We were running on the roads and stuff. Right, and we were doing parkour on these ledges and all the stuff along the road and the uh, and you know the, the walls and stuff. So we, I genuinely that was the one part that I looked forward the most to. I mean, there's there's something right uh, that just can't be beaten. That reminds me, when you're walking alone on a road, right? Assume you don't have any types of stimulation, whether your music, whether your headphones or your podcast video, it's nothing to stimulate you. The journey might go a bit long. Whereas if you're on a, on the road with your friend or somebody, some one person else next to you and you're talking about something, the journey passes so much faster because your, your mind is just lost track of time and the journey, right? It is on auto, autonomous mode. It is walking because you know the footpath leads straight, so you'll walk straight, right? It goes into the subconscious mode. And your mind is just, you know, it's so lost in talking to the friend next to you or whoever is next to you, right? So that is what I wanted to tell you. 
let's keep this strict classes aside right now let's get into the elevator stories what i wanted to say and this brings me to before my mom put me to the world's most strictest classes right i was actually shipped to a demo like demo matlab i mean like a mini or light version of this right let me explain my mom shipped me to tuition right now if you don't know what tuition is tuition is basically a male or a female uh, like person uh, who is knowledgeable enough uh, probably for 25 years plus decides to begin teaching uh, uh, studies in their own home and then uh, you can enroll students and all that stuff right so this was the same so let me explain how my tuition worked right my tuition was basically very close to my house right close to house and just a couple of buildings away so uh, the thing was uh, the how is to work my tuitions were in the afternoon so i had to take i and since it was very close to my house i had to walk to the building and to walk to the building the tuitions were every afternoon after my school so i used to go there and then i used to uh, sit study and all that you know like the regular stuff used to work let me tell you, uh, tell you more about the building the building was about 16 floors tall right it was that many stories whereas my building was approximately it had eight floors so that's almost twice as uh, tall right so it was a very tall building mind you and my teacher happened to live on the 14th floor right for apparently and now let's get into the fear right the fear basically i am deathly afraid of elevators and i i for some reason like i i panic right panic in the sense like whenever i'm in an elevator alone right my mind will go into the most pessimistic place a person has ever been to it will start thinking of the most negative outcomes the 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 lift will uh, you know like get frozen in that one place the lights will go off the lift uh, the wires will break the lift will smash down to the floor smashing into smithereens i will imagine the worst i don't know why i could say it's a it's like the fear of being in a in a closed environment right and these days lifts are very like those thick metal doors which close which you have no control over and like those manual ones which have that a uh, uh, metal uh, metal Uh, that uh, door and then you can open that that kind of stuff no it doesn't right so that is exactly what the elevator uh, the the build, the ma'am had in her building it was a huge one elevator right and as thick doors right thick metal doors and they used to close automatically right sensor detection stuff and they used to close like this and there was just a mild gap to see anything outside or to actually anything air to come in right there was a fan on top and there was lights that's all So let me explain how I got into this near death life situation right as you might have heard in the intro let's get straight into the story one day I was I left from home you know like as usual to go to go to the tuition right and I came walk walk from my building to ma'am's building I entered the ma'am's building and I oh I I'm like okay it's afternoon I just press the lift button I usually try to find someone to go with you know like in the lift because I am afraid and unfortunately I was getting late for the class and I had no I had no time to waste. Right? I couldn't wait for anybody in peak afternoon. Everybody's sleeping, right? So I'm like, okay, I have to do this, right? I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, I press the button and the elevator opens, and then I go into the elevator and I start go slowly and stand inside, and the doors close behind me, and then the pitch silence, and the lift is going slowly upwards, you know, like slowly. And I'm scared. I'm like just praying, like fingers crossed, God, please let me make this. Please let nothing happen. You know, like like every single time. I, and this was the funny time, right? This time I was like, uh, I was, I had a bad gut feeling. I had a bad gut feeling, and everything is going fine, right? I'm going like first, second, third floors. Uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, right? It's good. Like, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, the more closer I'm reaching to the fourteenth story, and the more happy I'm becoming and relieved. Like, okay, nothing is going to happen. Nothing's happened. And I'm when I reach from the ninth floor to the tenth floor, right? During the middle of those transitions, the lift all of all of a sudden stops, 
and I'm like, wait, what the heck happened? And then I'm like, wait, did the lift just get stuck? And then, I'm like, then the lift said yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The lift didn't say anything. But what happened next was, I, I was panicking, right? And what happened after a two second was, like there was some short circuit or something. Because the lights or the electricity of the entire lift went off. That means there was no light in the lift. Even the fan inside the lift stopped working, right? So there was no ventilation, neither was there any light. So I couldn't see anything. It was pitch dark inside. And first of all, I was already panicking because it was I was stuck in a lift, right? So, and then on top of that, there is no electricity in the lift. So I'm like, can't see anything. Like, I, who knows, like somebody comes from behind and puts a hand on my shoulder, right? That's, I would like die. Like, my soul would bounce off my body at that point. But what happens is that that doesn't happen, right? I'm, I'm happy somebody doesn't touch my shoulder, but okay. So I'm like, what do I do now, right? What do I do? First, I need to, and uh, like, I, I need to uh, figure out the plan of action. So I decided to <laughs> shout, right? I'm banging on the door, metal door, help, help. You know, I'm like shouting, right? I'm shouting, help, help. And you know, it's very difficult for you to imagine, right? How is this guy who is like so confident right here on camera, so deathly afraid, like a squeaky cat or in that lift, right? See, it's very possible. It's called fears and everybody's afraid of something and everybody becomes a cat from a lion when they are pl placed in front of their fears. So let me continue. I'm panicking, I'm banging, banging, banging for several minutes and no help. Nobody, I don't hear a single voice. I don't see anybody through that small, tiny little gap outside. Then I realized like when I was coming into the building that afternoon, there was no watchman sitting inside. So at least he could have caught me, but he wasn't there at all at that, uh, for, you know, like his check post at the bottom of the building. And neither were, and it was peak afternoons. So everybody was sleeping. Nobody was going on the 10th floor. Everybody had these double doors, right? Thick doors. So it was soundproof, basically. Nobody could hear me. And I'm like, oh, I'm, and I, because like, there's a limit to how much you can get scared, right? I feel like I knew, like, I was just stuck, right? Nothing was going to happen to me. Like, so I, I was starting to get relieved. But then all of a sudden, the lift started moving, right? It started, you know, like shaking. So I'm like, Please don't let this lift fall to the ground floor from the 10th floor and smash me. Right? I, this is, I don't want to die now. Riley doesn't die like this. Right? I want to accomplish great things. Please don't die. You know, please. And the, the lift is shaking. Right? It's mildly shaking. Then I realized the more I shook, right? the more I moved around, the more I banged, the more it moved. So I, mean, I definitely can't bang anymore. Right? That is not an option. Right? <laughs> Who knows? I might just bang and I may only fall down. So I'm like, no, that is, that is off the plan. And then, I, then after so much panicking, I realized, there is one last option, right? I remember just now. There is the, there's always this emergency button in all the lifts, which I just realized, but I couldn't realize before because the lights are off. Then I realized, let me just press this button and see what happens, right? I don't know how this alarm works. So somehow, because it's so dark, I can't see anything. I was just smashing my ha hands on the switchboard, like, where is this button? And I somehow found the button because it's always, like, it's not in the middle of all the buttons, right? It's somewhere on the corner and plus it was shaped differently. So I found the button and I'm like pressing it, squeezing the button, like, you know, like smashing the button, please ring. And then I hear this small siren because I'm on the 10th floor, down on the ground floor, like ringing. It's kind of ringing the siren. And then I'm like, just please watch somebody come. And, I'm, and at that point, the lift is moving because I'm like making so much chaos inside. And then I'm getting breathless because by this point, the fan was not working. There was no exhaust in the lift. There was no space for light or air. I'm getting dizzy. I'm losing faint. Like I, I there's no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting very dizzy. I, I'm having less oxygen at that point. I'm like, if, I, if somebody doesn't come to my rescue, I will faint in the elevator and I don't know how many hours before somebody realizes that the lift is spoiled and somebody's inside the lift and I'm going to faint, right? I, I need to do something. But then while I decided like I want to do, I kept, I just held that button in my, in my, how much dizzy I was, right? like that emergency button. And then I fainted. 
I mean, that's all I remember, right? I don't remember waking up, right? As in, I'll tell you what happens, right? I wake up. But that's happened and I fainted. I just fainted that, like right there in the lift. And then after some time, I hear this huge, like very blurred background, uh, banging noises on the lift door. Dum, 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 dum. You know, like, I don't think you can hear that. But anyway, so like, I hear this huge thud, 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 you know, on the lift door. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like as if I've woken up from sleep, right? I'm fainted. And then I, my vision is blurry, but it comes back to normal in a couple of minutes. And then I see outside the door and then I hear the watchman, right? He's saying, are you a stock? You know, like, we want help. Of course I want, right? So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. You know, like, and then, then he's like, okay, you know what? He told me, I've done the, like, there's some, always a thing that we can uh, control the lift from the outside. So he definitely like pried it or like did some things. And then he said, I'm going to pry it open, like, you know, push it open from the outside. You try from the inside, right? We both will pull, you know, like spread the doors apart and then you just hop out, right? The lift was stuck between two floors, right? So I had to come out. Without any further ado, I was so anxious and so stressed out. I just wanted to get out, right? I just couldn't stay in this dark place, this small box any further, right? He pries the door open, and then I'm like, ah, I give it my, I could, I give my strength, ah, I just gave it as much strength as I could, and I primed the doors open. And after prying the doors open, I just hop out as fast as I can, you know, like, uh, like, I just jump out, right? <laughs> and then on elbow rock and stuff. And then the lift is like, thud. It's like stops, so bangs so loudly back, you know, like those metal doors. And then I'm so thankful, like my entire body came out. Like, assume my leg was stuck, you like, thud. It was crushed in those pieces, which absolutely wouldn't like. I love my leg very much. Anyway, so I came out of that lift and I was thankful. And I was like, I, and I sat down outside the lift, you know, like, I'm just touching the things. I'm sensing the light in the peak afternoon, light coming in. And I'm in shock, like, what just happened? You know, like completely shocked. I'm like thankful, like I didn't die. I came out safely. And the watchman is, are you alright? Like, and then he's like, I'll, I'll go bring you some water and stuff. And he goes and brings me water and then stuff. And then I go home at that day. I don't attend the class. Like that was not a chance. And then what happens was, let's see, the, here's the lesson, right? Here's the lesson. What I learned through that experience. I am never trusting lifts again. And I ha- haven't gone in lift lifts after that henceforth. I have every single time chosen stairs. I may have gone breathless, right, to climbing those 14 floors for the rest of the 8th grade when I was visiting that tuition. But I didn't use that lift again. And the only time I remember I have used that lift was if I had 5 or more people in the lift, which is highly unlikely. But I couldn't take chances, you know. If there are at least other people in the lift, I have someone, you know, like to cry behind and we all will get stuck, right? Getting stuck in a group together is much better than getting stuck alone. You know what I mean, right? So, I mean, I genuinely learned a lot from this experience, right? I, it was like some, it was like a bonding experience with me and my fears, my <laughs> fear of uh, elevators and me, like we had a very bonding experience in a very shared personal time. And yeah, it was, it was, it was surreal, right? It is, it is, it is always, you always dare, you know, like hope these things don't happen to you, right? You just hope, like the fears are fears. You never want to confront them. But sometimes like in this uh, option, I didn't have a choice. It happened to me, right? I mean, of course I could have gone as uh, a, use the stairs, but I never knew when the lift would stop. And right, and that was coincidentally, it happened that way. So it's like, this is one of the things that can happen. I, I know most of you listening are like not afraid of elevators, right? And you're like, what elevators? Like, what is there to be afraid of? And there are other fears like your snakes and, uh, you know, big, big tarantulas and all the other stuff, right? For that, you need to go to the wild. This is very highly unlikely that they're going to come to your house. So you don't even need to get up, uh, you know, like confront those fears. So I hope you're getting the point, right? And assuming I know that you love this story right here, and I want, and I know that you want to hear more exciting, juicier, I don't know, very like nail-biting stories. For I know this has exactly been you. 
I have a playlist right of all my episodes from season two linked down in the description, and I promise you will love all the episodes that I have planned just for you. And with that being said, that's all I have for this 